All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. What a terrific Tuesday Thursday afternoon. How are you? Welcome to the Jason Greger Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. We are coming to you live on Sports 1440 AM radio. Streaming sports1440.ca. If uh, you have, uh, maybe you're listening on the Stingray app, radio player, or iHeartRadio apps, it's crystal clear there. If you, if the statica is a little too much at times, just download the app. You won't regret it. And of course, you can watch the show live on Orders Nation YouTube. Hit the subscribe button. It's good. We've gained a lot of subscribers here in the first seven days. So uh, let's keep it up. Because, hey, we'll have some prizes for you for sure. There's always a benefit. And uh, the more subscribers, better it is for us, better it is for you. So tell a friend, give them a nudge, just say hit the button. It's pretty easy. It's very, very easy. We have loads to get to today. Number one, Texas. In our Jiffy Lube inbox, 833-401-1440 is where you can uh, get us on the uh, text line on your phone. You can always email us, Gregor at sports1440.ca or Connor at sports1440.ca in the uh, Jiffy Lube inbox where right now you get a full synthetic Pennzoil oil change and you will receive a $20 digital gift card for one of 30 local vendors. Support local, support Jiffy Lube, jiffylubeservice.ca. I am Jason Greger. He is Connor Halley. Uh, we've got lots to get to uh, in the in the lineup today. Of course, it's Thursday, so uh, Terry Ryan will be uh, joining us 3 o'clock today. So, T.R., this guy's like the man of, of uh, 
international mystery. He's doing lots of different things. He's also a stuntman. Yeah, he stars in shows. So he was uh, today, he was uh, all morning, he was doing some stunts for an upcoming movie. So uh, we'll talk to TR about that. <laughs> what a classic. What an absolute classic. I love it. Um, uh, Livingston will be by. Usually he's here at 3.40, but today he's going to be here at uh, 2.40 because uh, he is on, I uh, got a flight at around 6 o'clock, so didn't want to uh, wait and push it a little bit tight. So uh, he will join us an hour earlier for the uh, racing report. Also, Pete Barrett will join us. We'll talk a little... Uh, NFL. He's a former uh, Vikings player and coach, currently an analyst for the Vikes, as uh, they are looking to uh, defeat Philly tonight. Thursday nighter. Look at the receiving core. Jefferson Addison. That is quite the dangerous duo, I would think. So, And uh, with the injury in the uh, secondary to the Eagles, and then Jefferson obviously getting the, the best corner. Don't sleep on Addison tonight. Don't sleep on him. If you're a fantasy, think about it. Uh, also, Bronte will be by. It's Thursday. We'll get to uh, Ryan's rant in the uh, four o'clock hour. Speck will be by. Tony Marinero will join us as we go around the NHL. We'll stop in Montreal. Uh, how healthy is Mr. Caulfield? Some offseason changes for the Habs. How much are they going to improve? It's a big question. How much will they improve? We, uh, we will find out. Uh, obviously, you know, they moved out Jeff Petrie, made a few other moves, so we'll find out there. Uh, we'll also get to the uh, fantasy report later on. Uh, Ryan Marsh will join us. AJHL kicks off. You have the Crusaders at home this weekend. Also, the Saints at home Friday night. Spruce Grove, Sherwood Park. It's going to be good. Also, uh, high school football is on. The Golden Bears football team is 2-0. and Could talk a little uh, junior football Uh Huskies and the Wildcats. Uh, Huskies defeating the Wildcats last weekend, in fact. So uh, we'll sprinkle that in throughout the show. Of course, the uh, the Young Guns Tournament. They're out in Penticton. And uh, it gets going tomorrow for the Edmonton Oilers. The uh, main group guys that have been skating, uh, they'll continue to do some, you know, quote, captain skates. Obviously, McDavid and Drysaddle haven't been there for the last few days. They were in Vegas or the NHL Tour. Also coming up tomorrow, Elks Rough Riders. It's a big game. Obviously, Edmonton's playoff hopes are rather slim, but a victory over Saskatchewan gives them some opportunity to say, hey, you never know. Obviously, if they lose, uh, I think it's pretty much done. But uh, you win that game, and now you're close. And, you know, especially if Hamilton loses to Winnipeg, which seems likely, then all of a sudden, could be a little bit of a playoff run here, potentially, for the uh, Edmonton Elks. Now, a non-sports converse, uh, topic, but I want to mention this because I th- this is potentially huge. And when you think about sports athletics, think about how much has changed since you were a kid. If you're older, I don't care. If you're, if you're 30, there's been so much advancement for kids from when you played. If you're 50, it's, you know, it's mind-blowing. From, from obviously the training, the equipment, everything else, but nutrition. Nutrition, and the more we, you, you can talk studies, there's actually been studies showing that there, there's so much chemicals in some of our food, it's leading to, uh, you know, making uh, more worse cases of ADHD and autism. It's awful, right? There's what you put in your body impacts it. If you put diesel in your gas car, does it work as well? No, it doesn't. And today in California, the California legislator passed the bill AB 418, 
which is the uh, Food Safety Act in California, and it will ban the use of four food chemicals. Propyl paraben, potassium bromate, red dye number three, and brominated vegetable oil. Now, the governor has to approve it until it goes through. But if this goes through, hopefully this is the start. If there's one industry that could use a little bit of improvement, what we put in our food and what people allow in your food, it's a problem. And hey, a lot of people, you know, you you want to be able to go shopping without having to spend 20 minutes reading all of the ingredients. Half of them, you're just like, what? What is this stuff? So I think this is fantastic. I've I've really been uh, kind of on the food train for a while here the last few years, reading up on lots of different things and and all of the uh, side effects and the long-term health effects from some of the stuff we're ingesting. And... It's never really been talked about publicly. I don't get why our leaders, like, they just repeat the same things. Oh, let's not raise taxes. Yeah. Can you tell me the last time we haven't raised taxes? Is there anybody that doesn't raise taxes? It just happens, right? But they focus on it all the time. So, just me, maybe none of you care, and that's okay. But uh, what you eat matters. And uh, if we can eliminate some chemicals from the grocery store... I think it's going to be better for everybody overall. Better for athletes. Better for you. Just, you know what? Sitting at home, you're relaxing. Good. It's awesome. So, you can text us. 833-401-1440. It's the text line. Hey, guys, I know it's way too early, but where would you say the order's finished? Regular season and playoffs. Early prediction. Well, yeah, you're right. How about, like, like, let's get through the regular season and, like, the orders are making the playoffs. That's, that's my very confident. I can't say right now. And the thing is, like, predictions are fun, but if you say in October, I think the orders, you know, the orders are going to win the Stanley Cup. Okay. They might. But the truth is, we're talking seven months. One key injury can derail lots of teams. So I'll just say this the orders lock it are a playoff team. I actually think the orders are going to win the division. But I can't go as far as to say they're going to win in the playoffs. I need to see like what acquisitions do they make of the deadline because they're going to make some. I don't think there's any deb- debate on that. So that's kind of where I would come out on uh, on where the orders are. Uh, they're, they're going to be good. And I understand that, that order fans, you're, you're kind of not used to that. The orders, now last year they were good. The year before they were pretty good. So... It takes some people time to to change their habits and their thought process on things. So, the good news, I think the uh, the orders are going to be very very competitive. Now, e- even if Edmonton has a key injury in the regular season, I don't think it derails them enough to not make the playoffs. So that's where I come out on the orders as far as uh, playoffs go. Where they're going to go, uh, we'll see. Hey, Gregor, Toronto fans are getting ready for the NHL season by booing the Jays off the field. It will be a common theme with the Leafs. Um, I don't think so. Not in the regular season. I expect the Maple Leafs to be a playoff team. Now, can they win in the playoffs? Mm, I'll be curious to see what Brad Treleman does. Because if I look at Toronto, my one area of concern would be their blue line. That would be my area of concern. But like going into last season for the Edmonton Orders, a lot of people were like, yeah, blue line, a little bit of a concern. And then look what they did. They added Matias Ekholm. 
That's a pretty big addition. So will they add another one this year? Maybe Edmonton will, but I would think Toronto could possibly uh, could possibly look at it. So, hey, Gregor, what we eat matters, but I don't trust policymakers with no knowledge of agriculture to make those calls. Yeah, but you're confusing two different things, right? If you're banning chemicals from food, tell me how that how's that a negative? They're they're not asking you to change, you know, the seeds you're using. They're just saying they don't want, you know, propol. They don't want bromate in it, right? Do you need that? That would be my question. So um, I, I think that there's, uh, trust me, there's lots of people in agriculture that know how to make things that that are healthy for people to eat. That I, I think in 2023, that's been proven that there's a lot of good stuff you can do. Um, you you have to, I, if now we could have a whole conversation about our political system and why it probably needs to change. Because you think about it, we have made leaps and bounds of improvements in lots of different things, advancements in a lot of things. But our whole system really hasn't changed when it comes to how people get in positions, um, you know, to make those type of decisions, and then who ultimately can even make some of the decisions. Now, we're not a political show, so we won't get into it. But just my one simpleton opinion would be: if you are the minister of education. I would like you to be somebody who spent a lot of time in the education system. I don't even care what party you're from. That would just be me. I think it would be beneficial because you would have a good understanding. Think about a private company and how lots of people, they start, especially let's say, uh, you know what, your dad or your mom owned a company. And then when you were 20, you started working for them. The smart companies say, okay, you know what, you're going to learn from the ground up and you're going to start at the bottom. And then you're going to work up to the next level. And then the next, and you're going to understand everything about our company. So if when you're 40 or 45 and I retire and you want to take over, well, now you understand the company inside and out. It's been proven that that helps. So why wouldn't we do it for our education system or our health system? Just, you know, that's my only random question of the day on a, and, and trust me, it has nothing to do with the party. Okay. Don't, don't make it about left or right. That's irrelevant. It's not what it's about. It should be across the board to say, okay, if this party gets in power, this will be the person in charge of this. This will be the person in charge of that. That'll be the person in charge of that. And I might even, I'd actually go as far as to say, I think it's a really hard job. And I think if they got paid more, you would get better applicants to do it. It's pretty busy. It's a pretty important job, is it not? So why would be so opposed to, you know, attracting better quality candidates? Like if you're a business person and you've been in business lots and you've, you've made a good living on it, do you want to necessarily, you know, be a finance minister? Pretty hard job. Not a lot of benefits in the time. Now, I know you get a uh, long-term pension and that's nice, but that's just my thoughts. So we'll see. Hey, Gregor, let's discuss the real issues. How bad is Calgary going to be this season? Aaron the chef. Yeah, the flames are an interesting one to me. I don't, because Markstrom's been Jekyll and Hyde. Which one's going to turn up this year? Is it the guy who's at an 890 save percentage or is it the guy who's at 922 save percentage? That's a pretty significant difference. Like that, and like he's kind of the poster child right now to the uncertainty of goaltending, the unpredictability of goaltending. If any of you out there 
Like, I wonder if you say, write down your top 10 goalies who you think are going to be in the top 10 in save percentage this upcoming season. We should try it before the season starts. And we'll see everybody's list of top 10. And then you watch and see how different it is. Like, there's a few obvious ones. Like, if you put in Sorokin and Shesterkin, we're probably like, yeah, I think there's a pretty good chance. But every year, there's four, five, or six that are in there that you didn't expect. And four, five, or six you expect to be there that aren't there. Well, Vasilevsky probably be a guy that on most people's lists. But it's tough, man. It's very tough. When we come back, the Thursday nighter. Eagles, Vikings. Is, is Goddard going to get a ball? Is he going to actually catch one pass tonight? I hope so. We'll see. We'll discuss that with the former Vikings player and coach next on the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440, live on Orders Nation YouTube, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Oh, a little good tune going back in time, Connor Halley. I like it. Uh, Thursday after nine. Oof, it's a little bad. That's for the Batman soundtrack, was it not? Is it Batman? Am I, is my memory wrong on that? I thought it was. Right? I'm trying to think what? of famous musicians from Minnesota. When uh, when Jack Nicholson was uh, was the Joker? <laughs> Pretty sure it was in. Oh, hey, are you kidding me? Prince. He's probably the most famous musician from there. Is he not? I mean, he's the only one I can think of. Well, there's got to be others, <laughs> but he's definitely, he'd have to be the most talented one. That guy was, I got, I was lucky enough to see him live in concert. And not only could he sing, but man, he was a musician. He could play so many different instruments. It was unreal. Guitar, and then he's on the piano. Oh, God, he was good. On the drums. Bob Dylan, also from Minnesota. Oh, there you go. So, yeah. Man, very, very different. Very different <laughs> yeah, style. Yeah. Very, uh, very different uh, style. Let's get to our uh, NFL report now. Brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling, where the rates never change. No overtime charges. Your furnace conk out tonight. Don't worry. Middle of the night, call Legacy. They'll come in. No overtime charges. That's how you build a legacy at LegacyHeating.ca. And it is the Thursday nighter. The Vikings taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. And, man, there is some talent on uh, both offensive sides of the football, also on the defensive side, but some some potential for some fireworks offensively as uh, we are joined by uh, current radio analyst of the uh, Vikings, of course, a former linebacker with the Vikes, a uh, defensive coach as well. Uh, Pete Burchich joins us. Uh, Pete, uh, welcome to the show. First of all, do you have a favorite artist from Minnesota? Yeah, you guys, you guys mentioned the two big ones. Um, my favorite's probably Urge Overkill. Oh, they made they kind of made their they were you know in the nineties, yeah, uh, early nineties. They they did a lot in Chicago. They were very popular in Chicago, but they are from Minnesota, you know. So um, Bob Dylan, Prince, yes, but then Urge Overkill would probably be my favorite. Now, Pete, when you were playing for the Vikes... Of them all. Of them all, yeah. When you were playing for the Vikes, uh, there wasn't Thursday night football. I'm pretty sure there wasn't no. it anyway. And so, like, you, you've you seen it now for a few years. Um, you talk to the players. Do they like it? Or is this just, like, are they just used to it now where, yeah, you get an extra few days off after. But, man, um, I would assume yeah. leading up to this one, uh, it, there's times where it can be pretty tough. Well, I, I had the opportunity to play in two games on Thanksgiving. You know, so you get used to, you know, you look, you, I've, so I've been through the short week and it's unbelievably short. I just think that it's the timing in the season. If they, if they didn't do these all year, but maybe the second half of the year, which I don't know how they would do that, 
but it's very early in the season uh, to ask teams, especially teams that have a lot of rookies, guys who are you know inexperienced, haven't been around, to digest and, and you know implement an entire game plan in three or four you know two or three or four days. I mean, literally, you play Sunday, you have Monday off, you have a, you know full day Tuesday, and then you're flying out on Wednesday. Yeah. So uh, it, I think the quality of the game suffers, especially early in the season. You start getting into November and December, I think teams, you know, they have enough games under their belts. They, they've done enough things. Um, but there's just a lack. You know, the, you really have to carry over much of the game plans, you know, both sides, both Philadelphia and for Minnesota, of what they did uh, on Sunday and really to, to, to be able to execute anything. So I think the games sometimes suffer, especially they've been very one-sided. Um, you know, and especially in the beginning of the year. And I think teams that have just more physical talent and more depth um, do better in these games because of the lack of game planning that goes into it. Vikings analyst Pete Bursich joins us. Pete, as a former linebacker, you know, you were in the era where the running back was like the main focus in the offense. They're pounding the ball. Linebackers are, you know, racking up tackles and it was physical and it's still a very physical game, but it's obviously changed a ton. And, uh, I, I, like running back, how they used to be revered. It's amazing how much it's changed. But when you watch the linebackers, I like talking to guys who played a specific position. When you watch today's linebackers, just, how much different stylistically is it? Obviously, you still got to be able to wrap guys up, but is is there yeah. more of an emphasis on mobility rather than physicality from your linebacker today? Uh, yeah, I, w- I would say that that's you know that's kind of the way it's gone because the game is so wide open now. Um, if you're a linebacker that can't cover one on one, they'll find a way, right? They'll find a way to get you one on one with the running back or get you know get a pass out in space. I mean, the short passes become as consistent as the uh, is a handoff, you know, a long handoff used to be. Um, so, yes, the physical ability has become more and more important as this game is more and more spread out. Um, but physicality still you know, is still very, very important. And the running back, the running back position, it, I, I just think there's going to be an ebb and flow. And the lack of importance of a running back, it depends on the offense. If, you know, if you have a Patrick Mahomes uh, at quarterback, if you have one of these quarterbacks who can scramble, keep plays alive, and then make something happen down the field, not just a running quarterback, but I'm talking about one that can scram- that would scramble to keep play and al- play alive. Justin Fields is, you know, he's a scrambling quarterback, but once he starts to scramble, you don't worry about him throwing down the field. Guys like Aaron Rodgers back in the day, right? He'd scramble, keep a play alive, and then burn you deep. Those teams don't. I don't think necessarily need to have. The, uh, you know, that dominant running game, that running game doesn't need to be part of their offense. It's the teams that have young quarterbacks or have quarterbacks that are not necessarily going to be able to carry the entire team on their shoulders. Those teams are still going to need a running game. And it's, you know, what's old is new it, it, in, in the NFL. And I, I think that there's going to be somebody or some team out there that's going to, you know, revive that running back position and, and dwell on that running back position. And, you know, the ability to run the football, although it's not very entertaining, but if you put, it's like the running game is like putting money in the bank, right? You just, you may not be getting, you know, 15, 20 yard plays early in the game. What you're doing though is you're wearing down the defense. You're wearing down those defensive linemen. And then when you get to the third and fourth quarters, when you have to move the chains, 
right? And one of the biggest one of the biggest stats from the Vikings Tampa Bay game a week ago, you know, outside of the minus three, which you can't win a lot of games minus three. Tampa Bay ran twenty in the last uh, was it last ten minutes and forty some seconds or thirty some seconds of the game. Tampa Bay ran twenty five plays. The Vikings ran six. <laughs> we couldn't even get a first down. Why is that? Well, when you're not running the football and you don't have an effective running game, you know it's it's it, it's difficult to do. So I don't think the running back position might be a little devalued right now, but I don't think it's going to die, and I don't I do not think it's going to go away. So, Pete, let's look at the matchup. Uh, matchups are always intriguing in football. You look at the receivers. Obviously, Jefferson, I, you know, if it's, if it's not him, then it's Jamar Chase. So the two best receivers in the league. Uh, Tyree Kill's very <laughs> unique too, but Jefferson is just, you know, he's ridiculous. But then you throw in young Addison now and, uh, he had a pretty good, uh, NFL debut, uh, last week. I'm sorry, not debut, but, uh, season opener for him last week. And then you look, considering the injury in the secondary to Philly, I'm assuming Jefferson's going to get their best corner and, and that should open up potentially a big night for Addison. How do you look at the matchup wise for the receivers to this yeah. secondary? Well, I think, um, yeah, I think that uh, Justin Jefferson's going to draw Darius Slay whenever they yeah. can. Right. So I mean, that that's something that's going to be there. Um, but so uh, yes, the other, the Jordan Addison's of the world, uh, you know, uh, KJ Osborne's of the world are going to be, um, Going against you know not not there not James Bradbury who's in, who's in concussion protocol and I don't think he's playing tonight. Yeah, but I think T.J. Hawkinson is going to be a big part of this game plan only because that's what exactly what New England did. They used some play action. They used a lot of in breaking routes to take advantage of of uh, Philadelphia safeties. And knowing that and seeing that, and then seeing that Reed Blankenship, their starting safety, is going to be out. Sidney Brown, I believe, or Justin Evans will replace them. You've got a, you've got and then oh and by the way, Nicobe Dean is out as well. So Christian Ellis uh, will be starting there at that position. Wow, I mean, I think you have just a ton of opportunity in the middle of the field all throughout this game, and that could be you know mean or could mean a big night for a guy like T.J. Hawkinson. So yeah, Jefferson's obviously the guy, and they're going to want to take him away. So I think guys like Hawkinson, maybe Addison, K.J. Osborne. Those guys are going to have a lot of opportunities saying we're going to need them. When you look at the defense and uh, of, of the Vikings tonight, are, is there one or two matchups you see to say, okay, these are key matchups that if they're going to slow down this Eagles offense, these are the guys who have to have big games? Um, yeah. Overall, you know, their offensive line um, is pretty much is the same as it was a year ago. Cam Jurgens has taken over at right guard for them. Um, they pass protect very, very well. Um, they're not necessarily road graders, uh, in the, you know, that kind of, in that, in that, in that term where they're just driving guys off the ball, but they protect very, very well. Um, and so I think just our defensive line and can we get Jalen hurts to scramble? Can we get him out of the pocket? Um, not a design, like not on designs like rollouts and bootlegs, but I'm talking about when Jalen hurts drops back, um, you know, are we going to be able to get someone in his face and get him to, to get out to the edge and, and, and pull pull the football down and make, you know, do um, do other things? And I think if, if the Vikings D-line can do that, now will we use linebackers and safeties as well and pressure? Yes, I think that's the one thing that's changed. The main thing that's changed is we don't just line up in that same 3-4 shell 
and just play coverages behind it. I mean, last week we blitzed, I believe, you know, over 40% of the time, but probably 80% of the time we showed something. We had, we had all these guys at the line of scrimmage. We were showing something that's to try to confuse the offensive lineman and just get, you know, get a fraction of a second where defensive lineman can gain an advantage. So, uh, we're going to show a lot of blitz tonight. Um, just, you know, you have to be very – with a guy like Jalen Hurts, at quarterback, and when the running back's next to him, what they call a sidecar, not behind it, but next to him, that's where you're going to get all the options and the counters and the powers and all the other different things. But everybody has to be very responsibility sound. That's what happened to us last year is they started running the straight-up option and guys didn't know who they had, and Hurts was just running all over the place. So – um, yeah, you got to be very, you got to be very tuned in res- uh, from a responsibility standpoint uh, with this group. And then, obviously, you got to stop AJ Brown. So Caleb Evans, Byron Murphy will probably, Byron Murphy will probably shadow him. But uh, that's that's t- that's tough duty right there. AJ Brown's a very very good receiver. How um, in the final ten minutes, uh, you, know, you had six plays offensively the thing is about like Kirk Cousins completed 75 percent of his passes he was 33 out of 44 he had the second most passing yards I think he had the uh, second most completions so they couldn't get a first down late but it was working before so obviously this offense is I think going to run mainly uh, on the arm and and the the hands of the receivers which is fine but like what did you see what changed because if you look at their numbers up until like the first 50 minutes of the game you're like man we completed a lot of passes and it was very effective what changed? Well, I, th- I just think the change. The change was, um, you know, there were some completions to you know tight end screens and some other play action type plays that didn't net us any yards. In fact, a couple of completions were for negative yards. So yes, they're completions, but they're not. They're they, you know they're not they're down negative the play. Field. Okay, yeah. right? They're negative, or they're just not. You know, we you've got in Tampa Bay blitz us. Tampa Bay blitz more was the number one team percentage-wise in blitz last week. We were number two, so we saw more blitzing on the field than anybody else across the league did. Um, and and so you you have to if you if you live by the blitz, you die by the blitz. Meaning you got to beat them deep. You got to get those corners off. You got to you you know you really. You really have to take advantage of that stuff, and our, our protection from a from a uh, responsibility standpoint wasn't there the entire time. So we were just getting these negative yardage plays. So when things, it wasn't like. So my point is, is the incompletions weren't just incompletions. We're talking a sack with a forced fumble. Uh, you know, we're you know we're talking one interception. So the mistakes that were made were big ones. Like they forced us into making some big mistakes and they can't, you just can't do that tonight. You can't, you especially can't do it against a team like Philadelphia. So one last one for you. Uh, give me your thoughts on, you know, you talked about how Jalen hurts and, and he's a very unique quarterback and there's lots of quarterbacks like that. Now today, guys who can throw the ball 350 yards if they want, but then they can also rush for hundred yards uh, in their sleep, right? Like they're very athletic. And, you know, we talked earlier about the linebackers needing mobility. If you look at just the O line D line matchups, a lot of times it doesn't get any fanfare, but mainly, you know, if you're one team that wins the trench battle, you ultimately win the game. How do you see the Vikings D-line man-to-man against this O-line of the Eagles? Is this a good matchup or um, a tough matchup? Well, I think it's it's going to be a tough matchup. And like I said, I think they're very, they're very, very good in pass protection. Um, you know, running-wise, we'll see if they can move our guys you know, Dean Lowry, we uh, picked up from from Green Bay. Harrison Phillips had uh, eight tackles last week. It's the most that he's had since he's been a Viking. 
Um, you know, Jonathan Bullard. The other thing is getting Marcus Davenport on the field. He missed the opener with an ankle injury. So hopefully we'll have his physical presence out there too. Um, yeah, Jalen Hurts, it, 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 I would say, can do things that no other quarterback in the league can, meaning that he can he can run. But at the same time, he's able to – his accuracy down the field and getting the football to A.J. Brown. So thank God we don't run into talents like this, I think, every week. You usually get like the Justin Fields of the world who can run. You want to make that guy throw. Or, you know – you're you're facing someone that can you know that can throw and can't really run like Kirk Cousins. So Jalen Hurts is a very good combo. I think of uh, uh, you know he's very complete and teams can use him in any way that they want. I think Brian Johnson, their new offense coordinator, is being a little bit more conservative with him than they were a year ago. Um, but you don't know that, that could all change tonight. So it's going to be yeah, it's going to be it, to me. I hope it's going to be a great game. But we already talked about the short week and how that affects it. So who knows what's going to happen tonight, man? I would not want to be bet. I would not want to be betting anything on tonight's game because <laughs> it's. I think it's going to be a complete flyer. It's going to be a one-off. It's going to be you know, uh, it, it, it could go a million different directions. Is Goddard going to get a catch tonight? Yeah, I would think that's a safe prop bet if you got one out there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you, you don't see a guy like him not catch the ball for. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I mean, that's but that's what New England did, right? I mean, yeah. New England had a really good game plan against them. Uh, so you know, hopefully, um, you know, we can do the same, do the same thing, or try to try to keep the ball out of the hands of some of their better athletes, uh, you know, like they did. So. Um, you know, Brian Flores did coach in New England for a long time, so hopefully he was able to garner some information off that film and we can replicate some of it. But again, we'll see. Short week. Pete, really appreciate your time. Enjoy the game tonight. Thank you. I appreciate it. Good luck. Take care. That's a former Vikings player and coach, now radio analyst, Pete Ursich, uh, joining us as the uh, Vikings in Philly to take on the Eagles tonight. That was the uh, NFL report brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling. Thursday edition of the Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Your place to try instant laundries. You want to try games, uh, in-game prop betting. They have it all. Check it out. It's a new one. They also have a new feature, the Boost. And it gives you odds for kind of unique little things. Like, will they have it tonight? Uh, pretty good odds if you think the Eagles can win by 14. Or will the second quarter be the high-scoring quarter? Check it out at PlayAlberta.ca. Uh, uh, an hour early, but the same good information. We will have the racing report next on The Gregor Show on Sports 1440 and live on Orders Nation YouTube. Oh, yeah. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Yeah, baby, great tune on a Thursday afternoon. Man. Week's flying by. It's positive Friday tomorrow. Woo. I love it. Hope you're having a great week. Good Thursday. Maybe we're going to uh, watch the game tonight. Uh, Brandon will be live at the brew house in Manning. So all of you on the uh, the northeast side of Edmonton, check it out. Uh, great opportunities. I've got great specials all the time. More importantly, you could win a trip for two to the Super Bowl. Like think about how much a Super Bowl ticket is worth now. That's a huge prize. Huge prize. So check it out uh, tonight. See Brandon. See how he's doing. Congratulate him. He's doing very well in his uh, first two weeks running uh, lots of stuff behind the scenes. Out of boy Brando. Let's get to the race report. Usually we always do it at 340 on uh, Thursdays. But uh, our guest has a flight a little bit earlier because he's got a race. So uh, we had to move it an hour earlier as we get to the race report. Brought to you by Cantorque. They've continued developing tools and are excited to announce their newest design. The battery-powered Nut Runners. Four models from 500 to 3,000 foot-pounds with more on the way. Check it out, cantorque.com, as uh, Colin Livingston joins us uh, once again. And uh, where are you uh, jetting off to this weekend? Uh, tonight, I'm off to Toronto uh, for a change. I'm bringing my suitcase with no racing stuff. I got uh, my cousins getting married this weekend. Oh, well, so, there you go. Big family um, wedding. Yeah, nice. it's, uh, it's, <laughs> I have almost no connection with my paternal uh, side of the family, but these are the, the guys that uh, we stayed pretty close with. Okay. Now, will there be like awkward speeches at the wedding or is it going to be a good family wedding? I have no idea okay. because I don't know her side of the family, the bride side at okay. all. Um, and I don't know how many of my side of the family, uh, made the cut to get in there. So if, um, if my side's there, I know there's going to be a lot of, uh, a lot of consumption and then that will likely lead to a couple of interesting speeches. Nice. Um, uh, IndyCar, they just, oh. this has been the most watched IndyCar in 12 years. Like it, yeah. it's been an exciting season for them. No question. I think it helps because there were so many different, uh, people winning early on in the season uh this past weekend it was just like they were all like you know what we're here to win and we're all the all like all the unwritten rules and some people say well if it's unwritten it's not a rule yeah but there it was chaos this past weekend yeah i mean racing is always about give and take and you know i don't care if it's go-karts if it's indycar if it's nascar it, especially in the early part of the race you know the the cliche is you can't win the race on the first lap, but you can lose it. So generally speaking, if somebody's a little bit aggressive, you let them go because causing an incident in the early laps doesn't do anyone any good. You know, and yeah, the guy's maybe a little bit more aggressive now, but he's going to chew his tires up and you know you're going to wear him down over time. Like you said, uh, the, this race at Laguna Seca, it was just a free for all. I mean, there were so many cautions, so much like, I mean, almost like a, I want to say it was almost a third of the race 
at least a quarter of the race was under caution because like right from the opening lap, these guys are like, gloves are off. We've been giving all year. Now we're going to take. And when everyone starts taking, then, you know, you start getting this mess. Well, there was incidents in pit row. Yeah. But now, I, granted, I'm like, I'm not the most informed racing guy. and I will, But was there not a mistake in when they uh, waved the green flag? Well, I wouldn't say it was a mistake, but okay. I think IndyCar needs to really look at this because what they were doing, the last two corners at Laguna Seca is this downhill, crazy, uh, high-speed right-hand corner followed by a really, really slow left onto the main straightaway. I Oh, I forgot we have cameras here, and I'm actually talking with my hands, so that kind of that plays to my strength. But what they were doing is normally they wait until the cars are on the straightaway when you can see the flag person, they throw the green, the leader generally controls it, and then away they go. They were throwing it as they came out of the second last corner. These guys are racing up to a corner. They're under green, so now they're racing. The tires are cold. The tires are dirty, and there was just pandemonium guys were getting run off the track guys were rear-ending each other it was it was crazy i don't know basically early was when way way early yeah Yeah, and and when you're trying to come up to those kinds of corners that are so slow you know these are great drivers but you know when great drivers decide that they're going to flip the switch off and they're going to go um you know um i was going to say something i can't say when they go you know full idiot um it it really it really kills the show. Like these guys have put on such a great season. They've done like the racing's been great. You never knew who was going to win week in, week out. You never knew what was going to happen lap to lap. And then, yeah, this, this wasn't the best. Although, uh, one of the standouts was our old friend, uh, Scotty Dixon, Scotty oh. D man, what a performance he put on. Yeah, it was, it's pretty good. Gr- Pretty good career for him. Uh, he's not going to catch Paolo, but still, that was a, that was quite the race. Yep. Now, we switch over to F1, and it's one of the four night races coming up in, in Singapore this weekend. Is night racing better from a driver perspective, or is it harder because of the lights? Boy, um, I, I think it's it's more difficult uh, because you get Singapore is extremely well lit, like mm-hmm. and not it looks great on TV too. Not because say. it's bright, but they use lights the right way that they don't cast a lot of shadows. Um, but the track is very visible, um, and they run it at night for a couple of reasons. Because so of hot. course, well heat, but it doesn't really get cooler at night. You just don't have the influence of the sun. But of course, then we get more primetime viewing in Europe and then in North America. It'll probably be an early morning for us, but it'll be like midday for Europe. So you get more eyes on the screens. But, um, you know, compared to the other races, Singapore just stands out. Even with Vegas later on this year is going to be a night race. And Vegas obviously has a lot of, um, you know, visual uh, attraction, but I don't think they're going to come close to what Singapore does. No, it'd be difficult. Like that race does look phenomenal to watch it. Now, Max Verstappen, uh, obviously he doesn't lose right now. He's won every race, but he's never won in Singapore. So there is something for him to, you know, it's, it's looking like he could, you know, basically coast to a championship right now, but he's never won there. Yeah. Now, is is that just coincidence or has he struggled in this track? Is it the heat? What's the reason why? Like, I don't, it doesn't mean he wins at every racetrack, but the guy's just so successful. Why is he not won there? Simple answer is because of COVID. Um, when, when COVID hit, Mercedes was still really the, uh, the premier team. Yeah. Um, since then, 
they didn't run at Singapore during that period. When they came back, I think last year was the first time back, and his teammate Perez won. Mm -hmm. So it just happened to be that that car was better at that time. I don't know that anyone's going to have a lot for Max this weekend. I mean, it'll be Lewis has done really well there over the years, but their car just doesn't seem to be in a position to challenge these guys yet. But there's signs that everyone's catching up. Like last uh, last race, um, uh, Science took a poll, which kind of came out of nowhere at uh, at Monza, where you know Red Bull's just been just. You know, at least Verstappen's part of the Red Bull program has been killing. Um, it was nice to see a different car do something, even mm-hmm. though, you know, they weren't really challenging him in the race. No. But, um, you know, share a little bit of the glory and, and maybe give, uh, Helmut Marco a little bit of, a uh, little bit of, uh, fire to say something else stupid. Colin Lewinson joins the Cantor Racing Report. Now, you talked about the heat on the drivers, and so obviously, the, you know, they lose a lot of weight. They have the ice bass going and different things like that. Uh, Fernando Alonso, now, I, I read that he has now completed over 20,000 laps in his yeah. career in F1. Where does that rank? I don't know if you know. That's like by far and away number one. Oh, it is? Yeah, I tried to find the stats to see how much further ahead he is because when it comes to the longevity stats, Lewis isn't far behind mm-hmm. Alonso. Because, you know, of course, Alonso retired, yep. lost a couple of years. That let Lewis keep going. And Lewis is now slated for, um, he should be racing 24 and 25 is what he signed. Yep. So depending on how long Alonso keeps okay. going, Lewis has a chance of, of getting in. I don't know the actual number, though. Okay. But, yeah, as far as, you know, uh, longevity goes, Alonso is the king. Like, nobody even close. What makes him... So, because the one thing I watch and you watch the broadcast, I've learned they always talk about like he's incredible. Like when you are behind him, it's really hard to pass him. Even if you have a better car, they're just like. So, what makes him so good? Like, what is it about Alonso, just as a pure driver, that it's like, man, you got to do everything to try to pass this guy? Why is it harder to pass him than other drivers? In a lot of cases, you know, keep in mind. Everyone at the top level is an excellent driver. I don't care if you're talking about the guys in the worst cars. They're still amazing drivers, and that always gets overlooked because we talk about these guys like they're disposable. But in a lot of cases, what happens is the car ends up driving the driver, meaning that if it's out of control, if it's, you know, if there's a handling issue, the driver is really just hanging on, especially towards the back, where Alonso, even when his car isn't great, he knows how to position it so that it makes it a lot more difficult to get a run or it makes okay. it a lot more difficult when you get to the corner that he's he's not really hugging the inside. He kind of hugs the outside, not enough to leave the door open. He's just a master of position, but so is Max and so is Lewis. And these guys, you know, if if we could get these guys in like cars, man, it would be such a such a great championship. And I didn't ask you this week because we ran out of time, but uh, Perez is obviously nearing the end with Red Bull. And a lot we of we still think- got one more year. Under contract. So he is with those guys through for 2024. Sure for next year, you know. 100%. The only thing that can happen, and sorry to cut you off, man, but the only thing that can happen is they could do like what like Renault mutual did. mutual agreement? Is, no, they'll maybe pull him out of the car. They'll still pay him his salary like like McLaren did with uh, Danny Ricardo a couple of years yeah. ago. And then they'll move somebody else in there where they're going to be paying two drivers. That's about the only thing. If they decide to cut him, they're paying him out whatever he's entitled 
What if they had a is there has there ever been mutual agreements where he just says, "Okay, you know what? They obviously don't want me. I don't really want to be here and there'll be other cars that I know I could get in." Could that happen? Theoretically, yes. The way these deals work like with with Ricardo, he was under contract for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, they paid him his full, I'm going to make up the number based on what they said, but he was basically getting paid $15 million a year and he had two years left on his contract. When he signed to be the reserve driver uh, with with Red Bull uh, Alpha Tauri, and then when he signed he, his contract, maybe now he's getting paid $5 million a year. Right. That means that McLaren is still paying 10. So yes, whatever okay, he's making as a driver mm-hmm. comes out of that. Yeah. Um, and that's what'll happen with Perez. But I mean they're they're treating Perez so badly. Like they're just dumping on him every chance they get. And while Perez is not driving at the same level as Verstappen, his team is not really backing him up either. So, you know, hopefully he gets the team that he needs and hopefully they start making a little bit better uh decisions so that he can actually show what he's got as a driver. Awesome stuff. Well, we'll enjoy the wedding. Uh, we'll get Thanks an update on the uh, speeches for that. And then uh, we'll talk about uh, Bahrain. We'll, we might have a, an official champ in, in Indy, and we'll see can Max go 11 in a row. Looking forward to it. It's, like Right now, it would be – I wonder what the odds are of PlayAlberta.ca for anybody else to win this race. <sighs> like it's they're, just, they're they're not they're not high. the only yeah. one that's that's even got a chance is Perez the only thing that unless really, there's a crash or Which, and I hate to say it I or don't a know. mechanical issue yeah. you know engines fail transmissions fail gearboxes fail you know uh, Max had a race one in Baku a bunch of years ago blew a tire out on the front straightaway and crashed like yeah. and, and it was a bad bad I remember crash that. so yeah. you know racing is still unpredictable no matter how predictable it gets yeah that's true Colin have a good safe trip Thanks, man. It's uh, Colin Livingston in the re- Racing Report, brought to you by Can Torque. I'm Jason Greger, alongside Connor Halley. Terry Ryan will join us, the stuntman. This guy does everything. He was actually uh, uh, doing, <laughs> doing some stunts. I got to find out what it was. Coming up uh, after the Conman Sports Center update, brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling, where the rates never change. No overtime charges. Guess what? If your furnace cops out tonight, tomorrow night, just call Legacy. No overtime charges. Legacyheating.ca. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's best sellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out 
Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.